Welcome to the Someday Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'm a someday mom just like you, who is passionate about empowering and educating women who desire to be a mom sometime in the next one to five years to be proactive about their fertility, health, habits, and lifestyle. On this podcast, we get real with each other and we hold hands as we learn what to do and what not to do as we prepare to be moms someday. We're going to talk about everything from proactive fertility to foods and toxins we should stay away from to habits we should instill into our lives to motherhood and even to maybe building a business if staying home is something you desire so that you can still contribute and have something of your own. I am so excited to be in this with you and I cannot wait to see how much we grow through this season together. Hey friend, I'm so happy you're back. I am so excited for 2022. But before we dive into today's episode, I just want you to take a second and reflect on what is good about your day today. There is something good that either already happened or something good that you're looking forward to or something good that you personally are going to make happen for someone else What good is happening in your life today? And now let's dive in. I am so excited about today's episode because we are going to talk about what I am personally doing to be proactive about my fertility in 2022. This is something that I'm just so passionate about and I'm learning so much and I'll be bringing you guys everything that I'm learning, but these are just some of the things that I am doing personally to really just feel ready and make my body feel ready and feel um, just good about the choices that I'm making and the things that I'm doing to help me learn about my body and fertility and conception and motherhood and, you know, all of the things. And so I wanted to bring with bring to you some of the things that I am doing this year personally. Now, before I give you those things, I just want to kind of update you on where we're at in our um, fertility journey, I guess you'd say. When I started this podcast, we... When, I, when the thought of this podcast came about, we weren't even engaged yet. I knew in my mind, I knew like we knew we were going to get married at some point, but it was going to be like probably sometime this summer, summer of 2022. And God had different plans and that was sped up a lot. And we got married in November of 2021. And so that um, the thought of like, oh my gosh, well, we could like get pregnant sooner than I even thought we could because we were abstaining and all of the things. Anyhow, fast forward to now. It is now January 2022 and we're in this season of we're not like trying. We're not actively TTC trying to conceive, but we're not not trying. You know what I mean? Um, And so it's just this weird season for me personally, I think, because it's like, oh, well, you know, we had some relations during ovulation. Am I pregnant? Like, I feel like I'm there every month already. Granted, you guys, it's only been two months, so it's not that long. But 
it's definitely a different season, and I can understand how this could get long and hard and all of the things. So I definitely, um, I don't know, I definitely just am in a different space now because I, I can relate a little bit more to people who have been struggling to get pregnant. Although I would not say that we're struggling to get pregnant yet, don't get me wrong, but because we're not like fully actively like whatever, you know, I just wanted you guys to know where we're at. And I don't know that I'm going to fully keep you updated like month to month on where we're at in our fertility. But I think it's just, um, I want this to be a journey that we're on together. And I want this to be a safe space for you to be able to come to me as well and be like, this is where I'm at. Because I don't think that enough women talk about trying to conceive because it is a hard thing. I get it. Um, it's hard when that two-week wait period comes in and you're like, oh my gosh, is this symptom? Am I pregnant? And you take a pregnancy test and you're not pregnant. And it's like, oh, I could, I, I get it. Um, so I want this to be a space that you feel comfortable coming to me and I feel comfortable sharing with you guys where I'm at. So, with all that said, let's dive in to what are the specific things that I'm doing to be proactive about my fertility this year um, and with the hopes of being pregnant sometime this year. However, I will say that whether or not you want to get pregnant in 2022 or let's say three years down the road, these things are important for you to start doing now. Some of them I wish I was doing for a while already, but that's okay. I'm learning and growing, and I'm going to just do the best that I can and see what happens, you know? Like, that's all we can do and give it all to God. So, number one, the very first thing that I'm doing is that I'm learning to track, and I'm tracking my cycle. What does that mean? You guys learned a few episodes episodes ago about the four phases of your cycle um, in the episode that I did about the four phases. And really what tracking your cycle is all about is just learning those phases for your body. Yes, we all have the four phases. Quick reminder, you have your menstruation, then your follicular phase, your ovulation phase, and your luteal phase. But everyone's varies a little bit. Like, how long is your menstruation period? And then how long is your follicular phase? It's going to be different than mine. How long is your ovulatory phase? How long is your luteal phase? Again, it's different for everybody because remember... A healthy cycle is anywhere from 24 days to 35 days. So yours is going to be completely different than mine. And so we need to learn about our cycle. So I'm tracking my cycle by doing a couple things. Number one, I'm tracking my BBT, my basal body temperature. 
That's not the same as just using a regular thermometer. It's a specific thermometer. I bought one that links to an app that then tracks that I can use to also track the other things that I'm going to tell you about. But you track your BBT, your basal body temperature, first thing when you wake up every single morning. I'm not going to dive into the details of that today, but just know that it's important to do that and we can learn more about that. The second thing that I'm tracking is my cervical mucus. Again, I'm not going to dive into the details of that today. We c- I'm going to do a whole separate episode on this um, and hopefully get somebody on to come in, come specifically tell us about this. I think Corinne did talk about this a little bit in her episode, um, but I want to dive deeper into that because I know for me, the cervical mucus thing is the hardest part to track and really like understand what it's supposed to look like, feel like all of the things. (laughs) But the thermometer that I'm using, the BBT, is from Femometer, Femometer, and it has an app where then you can track your mucus within the app. You can also track your cervical placement. Probably something that I'm going to add later. Maybe I'll start doing it now. But that's another, so it's three things that you track with your cycle to really understand your body and when it's moving from each phase and all of the things. It It's so beneficial for you to just understand, and it's going to help you either prevent pregnancy or actually use it to your benefit to get pregnant. Um, but those three things, again, are BBT, basal body temperature, cervical music, mucus, and cervical placement but I'll do a whole another episode uh, specifically on that. So that's the first thing I'm doing is starting to track my cycle and be more consistent with it. I've started with just the BBT um, and I've been pretty consistent for guys literally a week. Like I'm just coming to you like one step ahead of you, okay? So if you join me in this, we can walk through this together and learn all about it. Number two, the second thing that I'm doing to be proactive about my fertility this year is syncing my cycle to my lifestyle. So all like what Corinne was talking about two episodes ago, go back to episode nine where I interviewed Corinne Angelica and she talked all about syncing your cycle to your lifestyle. We didn't fully dive in, but excuse me, but you can sync your workouts to each phase, your nutrition to each phase, your work, your lifestyle, like how much do you go out? When do you see your friends? When don't you see your friends? Like I'm really learning to sync those things. And I've already started specifically with my workouts and kind of my, my rest, I guess, and my lifestyle. Um, And I already feel better. I'll just say that I haven't been as bloated as I usually am. And I really believe that it's because I'm not pushing myself during the times that my body's like, hey, I need rest. Like right now I'm at the end of my luteal cycle and I'm about to start my period in like two days. And I can tell. And I've listened and I've done lighter workouts or I took a complete rest day yesterday because I just I could tell 
and I'm listening and just being super aware of my body and how it feels and all of those things. And it's just, it's amazing. Like it makes you feel good rather than make you feel like, why do I feel this way? Like, like you're doing something wrong. You're not. You feel this way because your hormones, because we're women and our hormones fluctuate and it's normal. And if we actually just synced our lifestyle to our phases, we would feel better and we wouldn't feel like a crazy person. You know? All right. So that's number two. Number one was tracking my cycle. Number two is syncing my cycle. Number three is sleep. I am prioritizing sleep this year more than I ever have. I thank the Lord, really don't have much problem getting sleep. I go to bed pretty early, but there has been times, there have been times in my life where I've forced an early wake up because successful people wake up early. And you know what? I just don't think that's true. (laughs) I don't think it's true. I think that if I'm being smart and I'm sinking my cycle and I'm sleeping more and I'm just feeling good. That means I'm going to have more energy and I'm going to be more productive during the day if I if I got a good amount of sleep, which is seven or more hours of sleep a night. For me, I know I need eight or more. Okay. And so I am just really focusing on sleep and not forcing that early wake up. Thankfully, I have the benefit of being my own boss, and so I don't have a specific time that I have to wake up. So no matter what time I go to bed, I can wake up, usually wake up eight hours later. But if you do not have that benefit, my suggestion to you would be to start to go to bed earlier. Don't like force your bedtime two hours earlier tomorrow, right? Like, That's not going to do you any good. That's going to cause you a lot of stress. But if you can, you know, push it 30 minutes and read in bed before, read before you fall asleep and then push it another 15 and then another 15 and, you know, until you get to a time where it's allowing you those eight hours of sleep or seven hours of sleep, let's say, I promise you, you're going to just feel so much better and it's going to be so beneficial for your body and your hormones to work properly, to eventually help you get pregnant. That's all of our goals, right? Is to eventually get pregnant at some point. That's our goal. So all of these things are going to help us get there, whether that is this year, next year, five years down the road. All of these things are going to help. All right, number one was tracking, number two was sinking, number three was sleep. Number four, I'm going to share the supplements that I'm taking. And I've actually been taking these for probably six months or so. Um, And I would recommend to start taking some supplements sooner than later. All of these were recommended by my chiropractor, if you, I, I'm not a doctor, I am not recommending these to you. I am telling you what I'm taking. 
I highly recommend you talking to your doctor, your naturopath, your chiropractor, whoever it is that you trust to give you some recommendations. So the first two, when she told me, I was like, what are those? I'd never heard of them before. Um, But when I looked into the benefits of them, especially for my age, um, I was all for it. So I actually take um, these two in one pill that's called the elixir, um, but it is NMN, NMN, and I'll put these all of these in the show notes, and the second one is res, resveratrol. NMN is one of them. I don't know what the long name is. I'm sure it's some very scientific name that I can hardly say. Because uh, I can hardly say the other part of it, which is resveratrol. These are two separate supplements, but the one that I take actually has them like together in one pill called the Elixir. Um, I got it on Amazon, and it specifically is shown to improve egg quality in aged eggs. If you guys remember, I'm 43. We know what they say about age and fertility. So anything that I can do to help my body to conceive, I am going to do and take. And so this is one of the supplements that I'm taking. The second one is COQ10. Maybe you've heard of this one. This is actually something that naturally is in our body that is found in all of our cells and it diminishes over time. And so supplementing it, it actually helps increase the blood and tissue um, of the COQ10 levels in your body, which has also been shown to improve egg and sperm quality. So you can get your husband on this as well, and pregnancy rates. So again, I've been taking these for the last six months. You want to take them sooner than later. So before you start trying to conceive is when you should start taking these because it usually takes about 90 days for things to actually start changing in your body. The next supplement that I have been taking is ashwagandha, um, which helps in lots of ways, and it also helps men a lot. Um, It really helps sex drive. It helps bolster your body's ability to deal with stress, hence helping the sex drive. Do you guys feel me? Like when you're stressed, you're like, get away from me. Um, And so it really just helps calm your cortisol levels and your stress levels, which we all know is going to help improve fertility. Okay. So again, ashwagandha. And then the last one I'm going to talk about is magnesium. Um, And magnesium helps to really just maintain a good blood supply to your uterus, which we all know is necessary and vital for the baby. And magnesium also helps the production of progesterone, which if you remember when I was talking about the phases and we've been talking about all the hormones, that's the pregnancy hormone. Your progesterone is what actually like helps the embryo stick. 
okay? So you need progesterone. So this is going to help your body um, produce more of that for your um, pregnancy help. All right? So again, those supplements were NMN and resveratrol, COQ10, ashwagandha, and magnesium. I am sure there are lots others that I could take, but those are the ones that I've been taking for the last six months. Again, please speak with a doctor or some uh, licensed personnel that could actually help you decide what's best for you, especially if you are taking any sort of other medication. I thankfully don't take any sort of medication, um, and I'm very grateful for that, and I know that's pretty rare. And so... I feel pretty confident and safe taking any sort of supplements because I'm not worried about a reaction um, between the two. That's number four. So again, number one was tracking. Number two was sinking. Number three was sleep. Number four was supplements. Number five is really having um, meditation and prayer be a large priority on my daily to-do list. Um, it is so important for us to stay calm and stress-free and really giving it to God and really remembering that we are not in control and God is. And so just daily prayer. And I found that daily meditation really just helps me calm my mind and really ends up helping me sleep. So I do a 10-minute meditation every morning. And at night, I play like a sleep, sleep sounds, I guess, which I guess is kind of a meditation, but it's it's not a specific meditation. I just play some sleep sounds um, that helps just, it really just helps me calm my body and calm my mind and remember that God's in control. And so I really haven't been prioritizing those things. And so this year it is one of my priorities. And the last thing, number six, is really all about nutrition and my body. And the biggest thing that I'm going to focus on is having less alcohol. I don't drink that much. Um, but we actually were just listening to a song, funny enough, that's like, when I have one, then I like to have another and another. I don't know. I don't even know the words. It's some new country song that Ryan loves. And it's funny. It's so easy to just, oh, I'll have one and then you have three. And so I'm really just focusing on having less. And when I do, trying to have organic wine that is, has you know, no sulfates and no extra sugar and really just trying to have at least less sugar in my alcohol um, because I know that that's going to help reduce inflammation and just help my body be at its best. And then I am also on a journey of just learning more about nutrition and the foods that are going to make me feel the best the foods that are going to aid my hormone levels, um, all of those things. 
I haven't dove in to going back to sinking really quick. I haven't dove into nutrition um, with my cycle yet, um, but I'm definitely interested in that area. Nutrition is like such a passion of mine. I love learning about how foods fuel your body and how they make you feel and all of the things. And so I am just going to nerd out this year and learn as much as I can and bring to you everything that I learn. So a real quick recap. And again, I will put all of this in the show notes, but the six things that I am doing this year to be more proactive about my fertility is number one, tracking my cycle. Number two, syncing my cycle to my lifestyle. Number three, more sleep. Number four, the supplements that I'm taking. Number five, prioritizing prayer and meditation. And number six, less alcohol and learning as much as I can about how food affects your hormones and feels your body and all of the things. I hope this episode was extremely helpful to you. I am so grateful for you. And until next time, I hope you make it an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening in. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend. You know, that friend that's a someday mom, just like us. Or tag me in your stories so I can personally thank you for helping to get this message out to other Sunday moms. I am so grateful to be in this season with you. And until next time, let's make it a great week.